At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon with you live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, Wes Reynolds, is inside the VEASAN studio in downtown Las Vegas at the fantastic Circa Resort and Casino as we roll through our number two here on a Sunday, July 18th, 2021, the final Sunday of major championships for the world of golf. And it was earlier this morning. They teed off at about 6.35 Pacific, 9.35 Eastern time, and they wrapped up just about four hours later playing some pretty quick golf over there across the pond. And the champion golfer of the year hoisting the claret jug ends up being Colin Morikawa. He claims his second major championship of his career at just 24 years old. He holds off a charge by Jordan Spieth, beat the former Open champion in Spieth by two shots. His playing partner, Louis Oosthuizen, tied with John Rahm at 11 under par. And the speech afterwards, Wes, Colin Morikawa really received a ton of high praise, not only for his spectacular golf game and near-perfect round without a bogey on the card and in some incredible putting displayed by Morikawa, but he also received a great deal of high praise for the class he showed in his acceptance speech as a winner, immediately going to the amateur, the silver medalist there, 
there and applauding his accomplishments over the week, thanking the RNA. Uh, it, it was nothing atypical from what we've seen out of Colin Morikawa in his young career. You know, Brady, with the uh, Ryder Cup coming up and obviously some points to shake out over the next month and a half or two months, and much has been made, obviously, of the divisiveness between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kapko, who will certainly be on that Ryder Cup team for Captain Steve Stricker at Whistling Straits. But, you know, it's nice to have a guy that's no controversy, that's just a good guy, easy to root for in Colin Morikawa. And by the way, uh, a two-time major champion that's going to be a Ryder Cup rookie. Not your average Ryder Cup rookie here. <laughs> Certainly not a guy he that... He excels may- as a rookie, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I know this will be his first competition like this in terms of uh, at this level, but, you know, not your... At- I mean, usually you see a typical Ryder Cup rookie. It's like, okay, he's the last captain's pick or he barely makes it on the points. And this is a very high-profile rookie. This is not exactly, and I'm not trying to besmirch him, like the Brett Wetericks of the world that have made this Ryder Cup team so this is a guy that's a top world-class player and obviously somebody that Steve Stricker is going to need to be very good right out of the gate but now two majors already fastest I believe in terms of uh, winning two majors and just eight major starts I think the last guy to do it that quickly was Bobby Jones Uh, I can't give you the year but I can tell you that's a mighty mighty long time and that's what (laughs) he's done here he's he's already gotten two major championships I know the first one you know some kind of may be dismissed as a little bit of a fluke at Harding Park because of no spectators and all that. I don't think that matters. I think he's a proven player and he still can get better. As we mentioned on the greens, there are some times where he's an absolute nightmare in terms of putting. You mentioned his stats going into this week and really, you know, like I always say, you don't have to be a good putter. You just got to putt good. And that's certainly what he did on these slower greens. We'll figure out if he can figure if he can uh, master these faster greens over here. They're going to run 12 and a half and 13 on the stint meter so he has a lot of growth still in his game and he's only 24 years old but we knew he had the pedigree he was a great college player uh you know kind of that group that came through at the same time from college victor hovland matthew wolf bryson a couple years before so these guys they come out and win right away john rom it's almost like people look at him as an old man by the way he's just 26 years old so the probably the guys that right now at least are playing like the two best players in the world are a 26 year old and a 24 year old so the the future is absolutely bright in this game. There's always new young stars to be watching out for, and they're winning right away. It used to be in the old days, it's kind of like, well, unless you're like Tiger or somebody, you got to wait till your 30s until you win a major. And these guys are saying, no, we're just going to win it right away. So I thought a very a very good event. Uh, our Jordan Spieth outright didn't get home, get some place money or some top five, top ten, whatever you bet there. So uh, left off Morikawa. The stats were telling me to play him, but the lack of experience on LinkedIn scores told me not to I leaned on the wrong side so I don't get the outright with Morikawa but nevertheless Morikawa probably in the driver's seat at least for now to be the PGA Tour player of the year still a lot left to go with the Olympics and the WGC and the FedEx Cup uh, points race those three playoff events so a lot of good golf here over the next month and a half or so so even though the major championships are over now we got to wait till April used to be it seems like we were having a major championship about every month because of COVID-19 making that schedule all kind of uh, out of whack but uh, we got a lot of really good golf left to go but uh, I thought a very good event this weekend and an absolutely deserved champion golfer of the year in Colin Marikawa. 
Yeah, we'll see if he uh, wins player of the year. He is definitely champion golfer of the year, hoisting that claret jug in Colin Morikawa. And Wes, uh, who says nice guys finish last? I mean, you really can't maybe pick out three nicer gentlemen on the PGA Tour than Louis Oosthuizen, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa. So that's pretty cool to see. You're talking about the controversy there with Brooks and Bryson and yada yada. Well, uh, three pretty good guys ascended to the top of the leaderboard there at Royal St. George's. Yeah, absolutely. Louis Oosthuizenalvi is the epitome of class. You know, even though I didn't have a dime on him, Brady, it was kind of hard to root against him because, you know, I I did not think he was going to follow it up and be a contender yet again because the price got cut virtually in half from where he usually is. Unfortunately, doesn't finish it off. And uh, yet again, another close call. Close calls in all three ma- or in three of the four majors this year in terms of the PGA, the U.S. Open, and the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth, I thought, was very complimentary of Marikawa. And I thought Jordan Spieth played very darn well considering he did go down to seven under bar and made a couple early uh, untimely bogeys. And then he went, I believe, six under for his next eight holes. And it's like, okay, he's going to need Colin Marikawa probably still in position. He's going to need Morikawa to probably make one mistake, and Morikawa never made the mistake today. Well, Wes, you talk about Louis Oosthuizen usually trading in the neighborhood of 40 to 1 or even higher, maybe 50 or 60. Currently at the Westgate Superbook, he is 50 to 1 to win the Masters in April. And I'll tell you what, I don't, right now I don't think it's a bad play. No, I, I don't either. I think uh, if you get Louis Ustays and uh, drifting up to that price, he is certainly a big game hunter. And I know he hasn't always closed the deal, but this is a guy that has a major championship. I know it was all those years ago at St. Andrews, but this is a guy that just tends to show up in big-time events. I think the next obstacle for his career, probably personally, is to actually win an event on American soil. He's won plenty around the world, has not yet won in U.S. Uh, in U.S. soil. So that's kind of the next thing. Thing I think for Louis Oosthuizen and the Masters certainly next spring would be an, an apt spot for him to go ahead and break that trend but you know we'll see uh, you know the usual suspects I think Bet MGM has already put those prices out and let me uh, uh, look for those uh, you basically see in the normal folks I think at the odds board for next year's Masters John Rahm 10 to 1 DJ 11 Jordan Spieth 12 to 1 JT at 14 to 1 Kepka Bryson and Rory at 16 to 1 Louis Oosthuizen though right now I think he's kind of gotten into a different class where we're not getting those 50 or 60 or 66 to 1 right now about 33 to 1 to go ahead and get that green jacket next spring well, very good, and also a different number that we are used to seeing on Colin Morikawa. I saw as high as thirty-six to one to win the Opian Championship. Those are gone. Now to, <laughs> yeah, you know he's he's now twenty to one to win the Masters coming up in April. So no surprise there. Hats off again to the young gentleman, twenty-four years old, already with two major championships to his credit. Uh, let's look at the alternate event going on, the Barbasol Championship, and JT Poston trying to run away with this thing. He's just through five holes, already three under on his round, and a 22 under for the championship, out in front by four shots over a host of players at 18 under par. Four players trailing Poston by four shots, including your Indiana buddy Patrick Rogers and your man Bo Hogue. I yes. know you have a ticket on him. Seamus Powers at 18 under, and also James Hahn, who shot a 60 on Saturday, just one under through six holes today. Uh, but Bo Hogue is in the mix for you there, Wes. 
He's still got 10 holes left to go and four shots behind your leader, JT Poston, at the Barbasol. Yeah, BK, why not just get runner-ups in both events here? We already yeah. got one with Steve. <laughs> I'm going to call and you the, Louis Oosthuizen here know, pretty quick. I, I certainly feel like the <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen of golf handicapping if we get two runners-up here. JT Poston right now, as you mentioned, 22 under bar, four-shot lead at the Barbasol. He is currently minus 300, the odds-on favorite to go ahead and get this done. Poston seeking that second PGA Tour win, I believe it was 2019 at the Wyndham where he got his first. So locking up perhaps another two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. Seamus Power at BetMGM right now, 11 to 2 at plus 550. James Hahn, 10 to 1. Bo Hogue, my guy here, 20 to 1, my closest chaser at least. Patrick Rogers also 20 to 1. Still seeking that first PGA Tour win, as is Joe Bramlett at 15 to 1. Adam Shank, another guy from Indiana, a Purdue University guy at 100 to 1, along with Anubhan Lahiri, Brian Stewart, and uh, a host of others, about like 10 players at 100 to 1. There are a few shots back. So all of this available, of course, to bet at BetMGM, but JT Poston was the overnight leader. Good start, three under through his first five holes at 22 under par. All right, let's take a look at the action on the Diamonds. Major League Baseball for your Sunday, just a few days removed from the All-Star break, and Mets fans were not happy early. They were ready to throw this team out for the rest of the year. Of course, Jacob deGrom goes on the injured list, so it hasn't been great news early on in the second half of the season for the New York Mets. They did trail Pittsburgh early in this game, 6 to nothing, but they have gotten back into it, now trailing by just a run, 6-5 to five in the top of the eighth inning and the Mets are plus 210 in the live line here to win this one Wes I don't think that's the worst price in the world to take a shot with New York it isn't especially with the Pirates bullpen although Richard Rodriguez has been very good probably going to be their most tradable commodity here at the deadline a lot of demand for bullpen arms as there are every single year at this time as we get closer to the trade deadline here at the end of the month so uh, we'll see if they can lock it down I had the first five so that got in but trying to get the full game in it was six to five, uh, nothing, as you mentioned, in the first inning. Taiwan Walker, who I think was due for a little regression, was about uh, 250 on the ERA, but close to four on the XFIP. And usually I like to play against those guys. So turned out to be the right move because he only went a third of an inning before he got chased. So now a battle of the bullpens and usually the Mets are kind of going to be the winners of the Battle of the Bullpens, one of the better ones, I believe, in the National League. So currently going to the top of the eighth in PNC Park, 6-5 Pirates. The Milwaukee Brewers leading in the NL Central, and their next place, uh, closest chaser is the Cincinnati Reds. And right now, Milwaukee looking to sweep Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark, pitching an 8 to nothing shutout right now in the top of the ninth inning. The Cincinnati Reds will, of course, have their home half of the ninth to try and tie this thing up, but an eight-run deficit right now for the second-place team in that division. And, West, you feel it all. I know you're a Reds fan, and I think a lot of people, we were speaking with Mike Palm and Derek Stevens the other day, and they both like Cincinnati. Luis Castillo really starting to come around, and we saw Cincinnati sweep the Brewers prior to the All-Star break. Are we maybe getting a little bit ahead of ourselves? Is this maybe a little bit of a statement here for Milwaukee to win on the road and sweep this team? And maybe they're kind of sending a message to Cincinnati, hey, not so fast, guys. We're still in first place in this NL Central. Yeah, as you mentioned, Milwaukee about to return the favor here. Currently 8 nothing, man on in the top of the ninth, and 
that's what I'm looking for really with the Reds here is because I'm not convinced of what they are going to do. And I think these next two weeks before this trade deadline is going to determine what they, they're going to do. They could get a big return for Nick Castellanos, who of course made the all-star team this year. And I think the Reds, even though they're getting shut out today, this is a team that can put up runs, especially in that park. And I think the starting pitching by and large has been pretty good. I know not the best outing necessarily for Sonny Gray, only going four and two thirds, giving up five earned runs, six hits and four walks. But he's been pretty solid. Tyler Malley's probably been the best guy in this entire rotation. And as you mentioned, Luis Castillo really struggled out of the gate the first month and a half to two months. But over the last month and a half, he's really started to get right here. But I worry a little bit about the Reds from that standpoint in terms of that bullpen. That bullpen is what absolutely holds them back. So you hate to say, and we were talking about this, I think, in the AL Central with the Cleveland Indians, when you're in second place, you don't necessarily want to throw in the towel. But when you're eight or so games back, that's what you worry about here. And and I, I just don't know. I know that they can get a lot if they want to put Castellanos on the block, and that's what they're going to have to do, I think, to really improve their team. They're not just going to give him away, but clearly that's a guy that I think would be the biggest target for teams if they want to pluck somebody from this Reds team that can help them, at least in terms of a pennant chase or potentially get into a World Series. So it's kind of a wait and see. This certainly wasn't very encouraging from a Reds perspective to see what Milwaukee is doing to them this weekend. Not very encouraging for my underplay on the Washington Nationals and San Diego Padres either as Eric Hosmer takes Max Scherzer deep. Just an absolute blast for a three-run homer. It is still Nationals out in front in this game, but now four to three, seven runs on the board, and it's just the fourth inning. The Padres still hitting in the top of the fourth. Again, Washington up four to three, and your in-game total is now up to 12. The Los Angeles Dodgers have taken the lead over the Colorado Rockies, we talked about this one. Uh, the Dodgers, often a good team to bet on if they get behind in the live market. Could have got them an even money in this contest when the Rockies had a one nothing lead over Los Angeles. Right now, top of the fourth inning at Coors Field. 2-1. to one, Very low-scoring game. Your in-game total, West still at 11. The odds makers know what to expect at Coors Field. And the Toronto Blue Jays looking to make it a sweep of the Texas Rangers in a doubleheader today. 10-0 nothing. They're out in front of Texas in the second, in the nightcap of that doubleheader. Just the second inning, it's already 10 to nothing. They won that first one. I believe it was 6 to nothing. So trying to hold the Rangers scoreless for two games in a row. And right now in the bottom of the second, they lead Texas 10 to nothing due the Toronto Blue Jays. Also, the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants in a good one at Oracle, or excuse me, at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Still one apiece in the top of the seventh inning. We'll update the rest of the scores on the other side. Take a look at the in-game prices as well, because that's what we do right here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The college football season is right around the corner. Yes, it is. It starts August 28th, and that means the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is also right around the corner. Coming out soon, our experts will look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early. So now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up 
for the VSIN All Access Package and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you back inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM on a Sunday and the St. Louis Cardinals putting together a little threat here. They have a runner at third base in the bottom of the seventh inning with just one uh, out on the board here while they bat in the bottom of the seventh, tied in a 1-1 game with the San Francisco Giants. The Philadelphia Phillies, meanwhile, have broken the 4-4 tie with the Miami Marlins. They now lead in the bottom of the sixth inning, 5-4 over Miami. You're in game total is at 11 and a half and the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros you and I both like the under in this game Wes and we're headed that direction right now Houston is batting in the top of the eighth inning and they are currently being shut out by Carlos Rodon and company four to nothing right now in favor of the Chicago White Sox your in game total is all the way down to four and a half and Chicago looking to take two out of three in this series after losing the opener on Friday night and I, I find this series very intriguing West because these are absolutely two contenders in the American League in Chicago looking to take this series two games to one. Carlos Rodon has been absolutely spectacular all season and continues to be so of course had that no hitter earlier in the season uh, only one hit allowed today to the eighth guy in the lineup uh, Toro so when you've got Altuve and Alvarez and Gurriel and Brantley and Correa and you can shut that top five of the lineup down basically over today over combined 15 are the Houston Astros. Rodon went seven strong, 10 strikeouts, only gave up that one hit. And uh, maybe people are going to start talking about him for AL Cy Young. I keep waiting to see, okay, are we going to get regression here? from Rodon and from uh, Lance Lynn, who have been so spectacular so far this season. But Carlos Rodon continues his very good form. And uh, just kind of looking, I believe, uh, last I saw for the MVP odds, Garrett Cole minus $1.20 at BetMGM. Carlos Rodon at 2-1 to one and his mate Lance Lynn, fellow member of that White Sox pitching staff at 4-1. to one. And then there's a big drop down to Shane Bieber, Kyle Gibson at 30-1, to one, also Chris Bassett at that price. So uh, Carlos Rodon... Uh, uh, still can get plus money if you want to look that way. We don't know where the Yankees are going to go in terms of uh, if they're going to be a buyer or seller. Garrett Cole certainly rebounded in his last start and then did get the win in that shortened game last night in the Bronx. But Carlos Rodon absolutely trying to stake his claim for that award. And the St. Louis Cardinals, they do get a run across, kind of an excuse me check swing by Bader. He's able to beat it out and get a run across. They now lead the San Francisco Giants 2-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh inning. They are minus 350 on the live line to close this one out. San Francisco at plus 260 right now in the bottom of the seventh inning. Of course, the Giants will still have the top of the eighth and the top of the ninth to try and tie this thing up. Plus 260, maybe not a bad price on the road team right now. 4-3, to three, the Nationals still leading the Padres in the bottom of the fourth inning. Your in-game total now up to 11.5 there. The Dodgers still 2-1 over Colorado. Your in-game total now down to 10 there at Coors Field and the Toronto Blue Jays just absolutely all over the Texas Rangers. Shut them out in the first game of the doubleheader and shutting out the Rangers again just through three innings now. Top of the third, rather, and it's 10 to nothing in favor of the Blue Jays. Wes, yeah. Uh, yeah, any I was news say- on that? that 
Go, Go ahead. ahead, Brady. I'm sorry. I was going to say they finally gave the hook to poor Mike Fultonavich. Uh, just a rough day at the office for him here in Buffalo. One and two-thirds innings gave up ten earned runs on eight hits and also uh, a couple or four home runs for Mike Fultonavich. So this was a, a really rough spot for him. So uh, they were kind of making him the sacrificial lamb. Then they finally said enough is enough. Gurriel touched him up for a grand slam in the first. Vlad Guerrero with another home run. George Springer, Randall Gritchick with the two-run shot, so they finally said enough was enough. So right now, Blue Jays 15, Texas Rangers nothing in two games here this afternoon. Yeah, and the Blue Jays, it look, I mean, I obviously they're playing the Rangers right now, but it looks like maybe they're ready to make a little push here in the second half in the American League East. But the Tampa Bay Rays, they are currently leading the Atlanta Braves. The Boston Red Sox will play later tonight against the New York Yankees in the Bronx. We'll come back and preview that game later in the program as well. Still some more baseball left to be played on your Sunday that Wes and I will preview here before we finish up. On the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM right here at BC the Sports Betting Network. Zone presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. I'm here live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook, enjoying myself on a Sunday. Love coming down to the Mandalay Bay for the weekends here on the Green Zone. And also love to go down to Circa as well. I was there yesterday with you, Mr. Reynolds. You are, of course, back at Circa for more here on Sunday inside the VEASAN studio there in fantastic downtown Las Vegas. I want to take a look at the updated pricing here at the Barbasol Championship. We've had JT Poston drop a shot and about four players behind him gain a shot. But before we get to that, I want to ask you about the NASCAR race. I was going to ask you off air, did they resume play or are they still in a weather delay over there? Still in the weather delay, just kind of waiting to see what they're going to go ahead and do here because they probably... And, and I don't want to say probably, they did start the race too early, had a couple spin outs, including the leader of that race, by the way, Kyle Busch. So uh, uh, some very frustrated drivers, clearly. They still got the weepers out there and still got the uh, track dryers to try to get this thing going to see if they can resume action here in Loudoun, New Hampshire, or maybe they'll have to run it tomorrow. But still see the covers on the cars in pit lane. So we shall see what they are electing to do here in Loudoun. But uh, an absolute mess here to start this race when your leader, who's the clear leader of the race early on, spins out and there was no contact or no incident. The only contact was Kyle Busch's back end going into the wall here. So uh, some very uh, rightfully ticked off drivers, I think, at NASCAR for prematurely starting this event. The San Francisco Giants are able to prevent any further damage there in St. Louis. Still a 2-1 ball game. They will be coming to bat here in the top of the eighth inning and they are now plus 270 underdogs to come back and win this one. The Tampa Bay Rays finish off the Atlanta Braves 7-5 with a win on the road at Atlanta. And now into the ninth inning, the New York Mets and the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Mets coming to bat for their final chance to tie this game. They trail 
trail 6-5, to five, trying to tie this thing up at 6 apiece and get this game extended. Milwaukee has made it a final over the Cincinnati Reds, 8 to nothing. They sweep that series and shut out Cincinnati today. Baltimore shutting out the Kansas City Royals, 4 to nothing in the 8th inning. This game staying well under the total. Matt Harvey, very effective in his start for the Baltimore Orioles today. And the Los Angeles Dodgers still leading Colorado 2-1. to one, Now in the top of the fifth there at Coors Field and 10-0 to nothing, Toronto. The second game of a doubleheader shutting out the Texas Rangers. Wes, I mentioned the Barbasol Championship. JT Poston, oh, and he just makes another birdie. I switched the screen over like that. He was down to 21 under par for the championship. Two under on his round, but he gets the stroke right back with the birdie at number seven. So he is back out to a three-shot lead, 22 under par for the tournament. But he's had some pursuers get a little bit closer. Sam Ryder, Patrick Rogers, Seamus Power, and James Hahn all now to 19 under and trailing Poston by just three shots with, oh, most of these guys have six, seven, even ten holes left in this tournament. Yeah, JT Poston right now only through seven holes now at 22 under par. Gets that uh, bogey back with the birdie here at the seventh. James Hahn also in that pairing where he is only through seven holes at 19 under par. Seamus Bauer, 19 under through eight. Ryder and Rogers both at 19 under par are on the back nine, kind of in the middle of that back nine right now through 12 and 13 holes respectively. A host of players at 18 under, including my guy Bo Hogue. I think he's probably going to run out of holes. Mito Pereira, the guy that got the battlefield per motion from the Corn Ferry Tour a couple weeks ago. Henrik Norlander, those guys all at 18 under par. So still a lot of golf to be played, but right now JT Poston, the odds on favorite at minus 350. Seamus Power 5 to 1, James Hahn 10 to 1, Bo Hogue 20 to 1, Patrick Rogers 40 to 1, Sam Ryder at 50 to 1. All this available, of course, at BetMGM. All right, Wes, we've got just a couple of minutes and we can certainly bleed over into the next segment, but I want to talk more NFL football and look to the futures market. Of course, we talked about the NFC West about an hour ago. I want to look at this one here where you've got NFL teams with a new quarterback and their Super Bowl odds. And I know one of those teams you're very high on who has a new quarterback is the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, Matthew Stafford now in Los Angeles and in charge for Sean McVay's offense. They are at 12. 12-1 12-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, another one near and dear to your heart there in Indianapolis. He will lead the charge for the Indianapolis Colts and Frank Reich this season. They're at 25-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill for the New Orleans Saints at 40-1. to one. Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Washington football team at 40-1. to one. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears 66-1. to one. Sam Darnold for the Carolina Panthers 80-1. to one. Trevor Lawrence, the number one player selected in the draft the Jacksonville Jaguars at 125 to 1 the second player selected in the draft Zach Wilson and the New York Jets at 150 to 1 and then finally Jared Goff he goes from the Rams to the Detroit Lions and they are at 250 to 1 to win the Super Bowl what do you think you on the Rams and the Colts here a couple of the teams that I know you've been high on when we've talked about NFL in the recent past yeah Brady it's tough to really go too far down the board here I know we talked about the Rams and the 
last hour. And I think even at 12 to 1, there's still a little bit of value. Certainly one of the shorter prices, but it's not like you're taking Tampa Bay or Kansas City maybe at 5 or 6 or 7 to 1. So I think still a little bit on the Rams. I expect that they are going to be right there in contention. And the Colts, 25 to 1, a little bit more of a leap of faith because can Frank Reich and company fix what ailed Carson Wentz the last couple seasons? One of the things that'll fix Carson Wentz is a better offensive line and the Colts. It's going to be interesting. Eric Fisher, of course, tore his Achilles in Kansas City, missed the Super Bowl. He was signed, a guy that obviously Chris Ballard, the GM at Indianapolis, has some history, was with the Chiefs organization. So he took a shot here with Fisher. We know that Colts offensive line is very good with Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, two former first-round draft picks, Mark Lewinsky on the right guard spot, Braden Smith at right tackle. So this is a pretty good offensive line. I think they've got a good receiver group and a good tight end group, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell just needs to kind of stay healthy here. How they handle this running back situation, though, because remember Marlon Mack got hurt in week one and and, uh, tore his Achilles, and Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of Wisconsin, really emerged as that top running back. So they've got him, Mack, and Himes. So they got a pretty good backfield. They'll score points, assuming Wentz kind of uh, improves and finds his form from a few years ago. Now on defense, they're going to have to get after the passer, and that's really the weakness of the Colts. They just do not uh, have a pass rush. They've been looking for it for years. Maybe they found it with Quiddy Pay, the first round pick, and some of the additions they made. But I do think the Indianapolis Colts at 25 to 1 are still very live. I still think that they're a small favorite over the Tennessee Titans in that South. Uh, division, even though it's kind of a coin flip. I think those two teams, obviously you got two real bottom feeders in that division with Houston and Jacksonville. So really tough to look down the board with these new quarterbacks uh, uh, and otherwise uh, skirt the chalk here with the Rams and the Colts. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor was my pick for Rookie of the Year last year because he was running behind that Colts offensive line. That didn't work out, but still, nonetheless, I really like this backfield that Carson Wentz is going to inherit in Indianapolis. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. Stick with us inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. into $100 on the Yankees or the Red Sox to hit a home run with BetMGM. Just use the bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the king of sports books and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Make sure you use the promo code VEASAN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C. Or West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 522 4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1 800 270 7117 for help in Michigan. 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa. In Tennessee, 800 889 9789. And in Indiana, 1 809 with it. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Wes, we were uh, talking to the viewers and listeners out there about the New York. Mets. Mm-hmm. Let's not give up on this team just yet. And sure enough, I believe they were about plus 300, maybe plus 270 to come back and get this victory in the live wagering. They're now minus 700 favorites to take this one home on the road at PNC Park as they have 
taken the lead in the top of the ninth inning. Now seven to six, they lead the Pirates, and uh, this has been a long comeback for the New York Mets. They trailed six to nothing in the first inning, and here they are at the end of the game, seven to six, out in front. Yeah, not the best outcome for me, Brady. The normally reliable Richard Rodriguez, who I think is kind of be going to be one of the ones the Pirates dangle, as all these teams need bullpen arms. He's been real steady Eddie all year. Not so today. Gives up a leadoff single to Dominic Smith, and then Michael Conforto parks one to deep center, two-run homer. So now the Mets lead seven to six, and uh, gonna have to see if uh, this uh, four, five, six hitters can go ahead and tie this game up, but. Pittsburgh Pirates six to nothing. You chase Taiwan Walker. It really threw a third of an inning. Who had a bad outing, and you don't able to get home. And that's why the Pirates are twenty games under five hundred. So New York Mets absolutely could steal one here this afternoon. Big play there by the San Diego Padres. The Washington Nationals had the bases loaded with nobody out. It might have been Juan Soto, left-handed hitter, lines one to the second baseman. He leaps and snags it and then doubles up the runner at second base. So a double play there uh, with bases loaded and nobody out. San Diego now needing just one more out to preserve that four, or excuse me, four-three disadvantage. They're trailing by just one run to the Washington Nationals there in the bottom of the fifth inning. Still two to one. Dodgers over Colorado, St. Louis and San Francisco still 2-1 to one there in favor of the home team Cardinals, the Philadelphia Phillies 6-4 to four over the Miami Marlins in the bottom of the seventh inning and Wes, let's get back to our conversation about these new quarterbacks and their odds to win the Super Bowl and you of course were making a case for Carson Wentz, a new scenery there with his old coach Frank Reich, the former offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles and you know I, I need to run to the window and quit talking about this and put my money where my mouth is but uh, Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers Mm -hmm. and I'm not necessarily betting on Sam Darnold but I do think he's probably a much better player than we saw out of the New York Jets and his career that started with New York. I think he is a better player than what we saw, the young man out of USC and I really like Matt Rule. I think he's been great in his first two years of coaching. I love the pattern that he's taken in the draft getting primarily defensive players. He's added certainly some power pieces on offense this year as well and we've seen this before not only out of the Carolina Panthers but in that division in the NFC South where teams have gone from worst to first and that's exactly what the Carolina Panthers are trying to pull off here I just like the way this team is trending with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm last year they gave the Chiefs a heck of a game they gave the Packers a heck of a game this team is very competitive and at 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl I don't know if they're going to win at all but if I can find something in the futures market maybe to win the conference, win the division, something of that neighborhood that I think is feasible. I think this team's going to have a successful season. This is a team I do like on the season wins, and I'm looking kind of for the best prices here over the next week or so, see what's available out there. I do like them over the season wins here, and I do think in the second year with Matt Rule and also the offensive coordinator Joe Brady, I expect that this offense is going to be better. I think Sam Darnold, you know, everybody kind of gave up on him after the whole scene ghost game, the infamous scene ghost game on Monday night where they got absolutely obliterated by the Patriots a couple years ago. But this guy is still, what, 24 years old? This guy is still young. I think he still has some good football. He just needed to get out of the New York. I think going to the smaller market down in Charlotte for the Carolina Panthers is going to be beneficial for him. I think what also will be beneficial is if Christian McCaffrey is healthy throughout the entire year, still one of the most diverse 
diverse running backs you have in the NFL in terms of not only running the ball, but also catching the ball. Just get him the ball in space, and he's going to make some plays for you. They've tried to upgrade this offensive line a little bit. I think they've got a decent little receiving core, kind of underrated with uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who, of course, they brought in as a free agent from the Jets a couple years ago, Terrace Marshall. So they still need a little bit more talent, but I think this team is coming along. This team is also a very young defense that was transitioning from Luke Keekley retiring. So they have drafted a couple first-round picks. They've went heavy on defense, really, the last couple drafts with the rookie J.C. Horn is going to start at corner, the kid out of South Carolina. Brian Burns, who they got out of Florida State, and then Derek Brown, who was the great defensive tackle out of Auburn. So now you've got this young talent. You've got a couple to a few first-round picks on this defense. Now you got to see if they can come together and produce. But I do like the Carolina Panthers. I don't like them to win a division or even for a Super Bowl. Look, if you want to take a long shot, a smaller increment wager, I'm not going to necessarily discourage that because sometimes these longer shots can get there or at least get deeper in the playoff draw. But I think at least certainly from a season win standpoint, I do like the Carolina Panthers. All right, and this transitions nicely to our next topic, and that is the NFC South and those division odds, season win totals, and also odds to win the conference or the Super Bowl there. The Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champion, are, of course, the favorites. They are at minus 200 to win the division, plus 260 to win the conference, and plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. The second choice are the Saints at 3-1 to one to win the division, the Falcons at 9-1 to one to win the division, and the Panthers at 10 to 1. And again, I, I don't think 10 to 1 is an outlandish shot on Carolina. Uh, I'm ready to fade Tampa Bay West, and I don't know if that's necessarily a smart move, but I think maybe their numbers are inflated because everybody looks at the fact that 22 starters are returning from that Super Bowl championship team. And I think that, again, puts a tax in those numbers that you're paying if you want to you know, bet on this team to repeat, whether it's division, Super Bowl, conference, or what have you. The Saints... You know, it seems maybe the numbers for the Saints are based a little bit on reputation. They are certainly a very good organization that's been very good for a number of years. I just don't know if they have what it takes. And the Atlanta Falcons, I think they are kind of an unproven commodity. Will they be better than last year? Maybe so. The defense certainly has to improve. They lose Julio Jones, but they add Kyle Pitts. Maybe that's an upgrade. I still wonder about their offensive line and their defense. And like I say, I think the Carolina Panthers are a heck of a long shot shot in what may be a division that's up for grabs. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the Buccaneers, it's almost like maybe the hand is kind of forced in terms of if you want to fade this team, because you're certainly not getting a bargain across the board. And look, 22 starters back, but you got to see, do these guys now that they got that ring, do you have that intensity to go ahead and run it back? And and that's tough to do. You know, I'm not saying these guys are going to mail it in and kind of jake on the season. They're certainly going to go as hard as they can, but that's hard to really duplicate that intensity from two years in a row and to really decide to uh, run this back. That's why it doesn't necessarily happen very often in the National Football League. But down to your point with the Saints, the Saints are a very difficult team for me to get a handle on. I still think that they have a very 
very good football team. And you've got a really good offensive line, and you've got playmakers like Kamara and Michael Thomas, who really his production dropped, not only because of that suspension for what was called team issues, but also the fact that Drew Brees can't get the ball down the field to him. So he's your deep threat, and the guy that you signed that max contract and had an absolutely terrible year. So I'd expect just by the nature of that, he is going to rebound depending on who this quarterback is going to be. Certainly Taysom Hill and or Jameis Winston can throw a deep ball down the field, I think, better than Drew Brees really could at that standpoint. We've seen it over the last year, year and a half. He was kind of getting by on his intelligence and his ability to read defense and, and throwing those short passes and being more of a game manager than the gunslinger he kind of used to be. So this is still a team, I think, that will score points. Now, the defense was really the strength of the team. They were one of the top five defenses in the NFL, but this year you lose Trey Hendrickson, your defensive end, you lose Janoris Jenkins, you lose uh, their corner, Sheldon Rankin's defensive tackle, Malcolm Brown defensive tackle was traded to Jacksonville. So New Orleans went heavy on the draft. They went with Peyton Turner, the edge rusher out of Houston, Pete Werner, the linebacker out of Ohio State, and Paulson Adebo, uh, the corner out of Stanford, who were both all top 100 picks overall in the draft. Uh, so good young players, but man, it just didn't seem like they made a lot of moves in the offseason. So that's why I think the Saints are so difficult. I think they have a very high ceiling, but you wonder if they're going to be able to replace this, guys. And then, of course, there is the quarterback question. So that's why there's so much unknown on this team. I would lean to a season wins over at nine here, but still a little gun shy about back in the Saints. This might be a wait and see team for me this season. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. Lean towards the over nine wins. I could certainly see them getting to 10. And I agree with you that there's a very high ceiling in New Orleans. You just wonder if they're going to be able to meet that potential. And one thing is, you know, you talk about boom or bust, maybe nature of this team with the high ceiling. I think absolutely Jameis Winston is of that storyline as well. And under the tutelage of Sean Payton, of course, we saw what he did with the Hall of Famer, Drew Brees. If he's able to eliminate the turnovers for Jameis Winston. This team could re- they could go to the Super Bowl because I think Jameis Winston, we've seen, he's got a ton of talent and he's certainly able to chuck that ball. Yeah, and and look, he resigned with New Orleans for a reason. He probably maybe could have went somewhere else and been more guaranteed the job. We've always kind of felt Sean Payton really wants to make this Taysom Hill experiment work, but I guess having Winston in the fold is a good backup. And look, I think he just has to cut down on the turnovers. He still has the ability to make big plays in the passing game down the field. If you're a Saints backer, I think personally I'd be rooting for Jameis Winston to start mm-hmm. a quarterback. I'm not. I, I like Taysom Hill as an option, you know, in certain situations, but I don't really want him at the controls 100%. That's two hours in the books of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back on the other side. Stick with us here at Veasan, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.